On today's episode of the Lee Cannon and Bowles podcast, brought to you by Always Westview Express Lube. Trust the lube experts located at 1035 Westview Park Drive, Pittsburgh, PA, 15229. Hours of operation, Tuesday through Saturday, 9 a.m. to 6 p.m. Tuesday through Friday, Saturdays 9 to 3 Close Sunday and Monday, brothers need rest. But trust these guys to get it done, whether it's brakes or rotors or just an oil change. Got a lot to get into today. Busy weekend. We got XFL. What to make it out early on? Some of the overreactions. Tom Brady to the Cowboys. Talk about that. 49ers fans. Tired of the whining, too. NBA All-Star Weekend, but let's get right into it. XFL opened up Saturday. Uh, Much to be made about some of the things and how the uh, playing style, if you will, is going to look like. We finally get to see it after seeing the rules and what was going to be taking place, how they review things, the uh, sideline interviews, all of that came to fruition. What are some of your thoughts, Pat? Well, I love the sideline interviews. The first week you get an F-bomb on national TV, so you got to love every second of that for sure. Um, second, I really uh, I like the structure of it. I like the way that, you know, the last time the XFL was around, they, to in my opinion, to their demise, did a TV deal exclusively with NBC. I think them spreading it out how it should be to all the different networks, ESPN, CBS, Fox. I don't know about if they do have a deal with NBC. I'd have to look into that. But I think that was an excellent move on their part this time. Um, I think the rule changes, too, make it a little more interesting. How there's the one, two, three points. It kind of eliminates the kicker. The kickoffs are different, too, is that they can't run until the ball's fielded. Or fielded, like that. yeah, very in a very innovative way. To do to, to to excuse me uh to do kickoffs, I'm not too keen on the sideline reporting though, cause I could just see how this could go really really bad. Like if someone drops a pass and they try talking to them, like they smack the mic out of their hand or some no, shit. Not even you know attacking a reporter. Let's just say your quarterback is just out there throwing soul crushing pick after soul crushing pick. Which Landry Jones is in this league, everyone. So let's keep that in mind. It could be problematic. Like, I feel like that might turn into fisticuffs or a kerfuffle in the locker room. I could just see that as going really, really bad. It's cool, and I understand it speaks to the product that they're selling, the authenticness, the realness, the rawness. But that's a double-edged sword, man. Yeah, because when emotions are running high like that, you know what I mean? You never know what's being said when you're watching an NFL game and you can see the sidelines, and you can see they're talking about stuff. You never know what they're saying, man. There could be games where, you know, I would have to imagine in, like, Tampa Bay where Jameis is just throwing pick after pick after pick, and Mike Evans is like, yo, this fucking dude, man, like, if he could just keep the ball on our side of the field and in our players' hands, we'd be in a whole different position. Now, imagine after Jameis Winston throws a six interception of the game and someone goes up to Mike Evans and asks him, what what happened there? 
Imagine he just goes off, like you said. Uh, Listen, I'm a Florida State fan. I understand what Jameis do, but you ain't about to keep sliding with all this Florida State slander. Uh, You ain't about to keep sliding now. But everyone, of course, didn't love it. Already questioning the longevity of the XFL. The quality of play everyone talked about, which is atypical. But we watch preseason football, awful football, in August all the time. I'm already tired of hearing about, well, you need stars to sell it. I emphatically disagree with that. If you're putting a product like this that's keeping the level of intrigue in the public the way it is, albeit first weekend, we'll see what they're doing come April. But if you put a product like this and people are receptive to it and consuming themselves in it, I I see this as lasting. I think it's real easy to get on the microphone today on Monday and talk about how it's going to fail because we have proof that time after time, these leagues that play in the spring fail. Our brains aren't conditioned to watch football in the spring. I really believe that. We move on to the stretch run of NHL, NBA playoffs, going into that. You got March Madness as well, the Masters. I don't care if you're really not a golf fan. There's no way you're ignoring the Masters. It's everywhere. And for towns like Pittsburgh, when you only have hockey, there's some people in this town who straight up days don't give a shit about hockey. So to have something else to watch, especially the most popular sport in America, it definitely bodes well for you, even as you alluded to, without stars if the quality of the, of the game is good. And one thing that they do in the XFL that is very interesting, that is very innovative as far as football leagues go, is they have a thing called Team 9. And what it is, is it's a league-wide practice squad. It's kind of like the G League, but they don't have teams. It's just a big practice squad. They don't so, have official affiliates. Yeah, like an official team. Yeah, it's just whoever wants to dip into this pool of players due to injury, stuff like that. Which I think is a really interesting concept because, say the XFL sticks around for a while, it ends up getting successful, salaries improve. You could look at that as something that could expand to every single team in the XFL. Which could give, say, high school players an opportunity to, instead of going directly to the NFL, I'm sorry, directly to college, waiting three years to get to the NFL, they can go to the XFL, make a salary without the risk of uh, legal salary, without the risk of getting injured without compensation, stuff like that, and work their way up until they can put their name to the NFL draft because I'm sure the NFL rules aren't going to change. You've got to be three years removed from, what is it, high school to get into the uh, NFL draft. So you go and make money in the XFL for three years, throw your name in the NFL draft, and you could, you know, I wonder contractually would they be able to do that. But, for example, I look at, we'll just go to another sport, Steph Curry. Signed a deal with Under Armour. We all know he dropped sneakers. Now, there was all kinds of jokes, right? Daddy Lowe's and these are terrible. But the thing is, I guarantee you, if it had a Jumpman, a Nike check, or an Adidas logo which is aesthetically pleasing to everyone's eye because this is what you know and this is what you're familiar with, 
People would have jumped all over different numbers of Currys that came out. In fact, I, I can't lie. I'm, I'm not immune to it. I looked at some of his shoes and what they looked like and was like, damn, if only it had a Nike chat. If only it had a Jordan symbol. And XFL isn't aesthetically pleasing to the eye because, like I said, one, we're not used to watching football in the spring, and two, it's not the NFL. It hasn't been around for 100 years. You're just not used to seeing it, whether it's the mesh point of the colors of the different teams' uniforms and playing. But we will watch the XFL, and some won't with an unconscious bias, because we've been programmed the conditioning NFL and NFL only. I know we had Arena League and European League and USFL and all of those things, but they've all fallen by the wayside. I think a lot of it also has to do with talent. The thing is, is the Arena Football League, you didn't see a lot of ex-NFL players. The CFL, which is a successful league in its own right, it's actually been around about the same amount of time as the, or the NFL has. At least as a, as a comparable league that's got competition. They have top-level talent. They have guys that are supposed to be on NFL rosters but maybe aren't or didn't want like the playing time they were getting. That's what the XFL has. Now, the biggest problem going for them is salary. I would say right now, because you've got guys out there, quarterbacks who are making half a million, and then you got other guys who are making the same amount as a school teacher. So I think if the league has success, they can be able to expand those salaries, be able to, you know, if they lock in a two or three guaranteed year deal with all these different networks, then we could see something happen. But as you alluded to, all of those leagues failed, but what was the difference between them and this? There are some pro talents in these leagues. Those ones there necessarily weren't. So it's going to be interesting to see no matter what happens. Um, you would have to think that even though the league was formed in 2018, this has been something that Vince McMahon has been working on for a long, long time. But uh, I don't know, man. We're just going to have to... Let this thing unfold the way that it's going to, and hopefully you get entertaining games. There was a couple pretty good games this past weekend. There was a couple blowouts, but, you know, that's football. That's what you get. It's only an 18 league, so you only have four games. <laughs> if two games are a blowout and two games are close, you know, that's kind of par for the course. So, we'll see. Saturday night, though, we had UFC 247. Bones Jones went for the record, 14th straight title defense. He came out in what most are calling a controversial decision. It definitely, yeah, it definitely was controversial for not the reason why people think, which would be John Jones winning. It was the scorecard that had him up 49 to 46 which means he decisively won the fight, which I don't agree. It was a very, very close fight. But I think what the biggest problem is when a person of the stature of John Jones fights, it brings out a lot of casual fans. And it's, I don't use that term the way that most of the people who follow MMA do to be insulting. 
the truth is it brings out a lot of people. So you've got these fans who are hardcore fans that are really into it, who are sitting here like this with their nose up, and they just kind of want to discredit everything people says about people say about these fights. But the truth of the matter is, John Jones won that fight because he turned it on at the right time. And he made decisions in that fight that a veteran who would be defending his belt for the 14th time does. Making takedowns, you know, landing big strikes from the clinch. Doing what he has to do whenever he's, he's, he's not landing the, the more shots. There was points where Reyes was just laying it on him. And Jones was kind of not running away, but ma- making his way around the octagon to try and set, create distance because... He has an 84-inch reach. That's where he does best at is fighting at, at distance. So, uh, The biggest problem for that is Reyes. Just, uh, I think he's not a five-round fighter yet. And John Jones is. And John Jones knew when to turn it up. And it made the difference. Um, you could give Reyes that fight. But like I said, it, it probably would have gone his way if that one scorecard wasn't so lopsided. So that's the biggest controversial thing. And hopefully it leads to a, a worldwide sanction in MMA, or at least in the UFC, which you'd have to be in, in coordinates with every state's athletic association that there's live scoring. So hopefully this could be something that pushes that in the right but direction. But this is nothing new, though. Not at all. A judge going rogue. Tell me if we've seen this before in boxing. We see this all the time. I mean, look no further in MMA than uh, when, uh, what the hell was his name? Johnny Hendricks. He fought George St. Pierre. He beat the living hell out of George St. Pierre for five rounds, but didn't finish him. So the judges leaned towards St. Pierre to hold the belt, which was absurd. Even Dana White was bashing the commission after it was over. So... It's, it's, like you said, man, when you've got two, three to what, three to five people is generally what the commission is made up of. You've got the the commissioner, three judges, and there's, I think there's someone else. When they're all sitting at a desk by themselves with nobody holding them accountable for what they're writing on that card that can determine a fight, it's going to always be this way. I had, I had MMA dorks explaining the scoring in my mentions because some things I tweeted about them. About with UFC 247. And I explained to them, just like in boxing, championship rounds 11-12, MMA 4-5. and five. If you don't decisively and definitively beat the champ, you're going to lose. You got to finish them. Or it has to look damn good. So to act surprised that one judge had it that way, it is what it is. I mean, it's just another day in the life. I can only think of two occasions in the last four or five years where a champion... Oh, no. I can think of three occasions where a champion is just thoroughly defeated by their opponent. It was the first time I saw it was Cody Garbrandt against Dominic Cruz. Just beat the living hell out of him for five rounds. Second time was uh, when Henry Cejudo defeated... Demetrius Johnson, which was an enormous feat to accomplish at that time. He had never been defeated at the flyweight, and he he was the only champion. Cejudo was the only person to ever unseat him in that division. So that was pretty crazy to see. 
and then Kamaru Usman defeating Tyron Woodley, which was a decisive victory. So you have to be decisive. And there were points of that fight where Dominic Reyes, it didn't look decisive. It looked like he was worn. Jones walked him down the whole fight. And as you alluded to, if he won the belt so bad, knock his ass out. Get his ass on the ground and choke him out. Submit him. Do whatever you have to do. But you can't expect to be walked down by the champion for five rounds, even when you're landing shots, and win the fight, especially when he turns it on in the championship rounds. That's just the way it goes. Is it right? That's up to you to decide. But the fact of the matter is, is that's the sport. And until the commissions can do live scoring, and that's something that can be you know, put into the works, this is how it's going to be. And until there's unions that can fight for this kind of shit, once again, this is how it's going to be. And you're going to have guys making $1,500 on a fucking Bellator pay-per-view. But until there's a commission, I'm sorry. You're just going to have to live with the way the rules are. A few other things broke over the weekend. Michael Irvin and the Dallas Cowboys talking about possibly replacing Dak with Tom Brady? What? Has anyone seen Tom Brady play the last two? I mean, this season and last. I know they won the Super Bowl. 13-3. What the hell is going on in Dallas? Well, I think it's all for show, personally. Um, Tom Brady has already pretty much alluded to $30 million is the starting price. So... I'm sure you can work something out with Dak long term that's less than the $40 million he originally alluded to. So why would you sign a 43-year-old dude who did not play as well as your, what, 26, 27-year-old quarterback for seven, which honestly, I think you could sell Dak somewhere around 37, 38. You're probably going to have to pay Tom the same. So if you're going to have to pay that much money for a quarterback, why don't you stick with the guy who knows the offense who knows the, the, everything about the organization, has been the starter since his rookie year, I'm sorry, that's just a dumbass thing to do. And I just can't imagine... I mean, <laughs> I, I, I can imagine Jerry Jones doing it, but I would hope that there's someone in that organization with better judgment. Tom Brady looks so skittish in the pocket, throws off the back foot, he sells him high and away. He looks like a punch-drunk boxer... In the pocket. And everyone complained about the weapons. Which to me is a moot point. Because you can make that argument for half the quarterbacks in the league. Sure I would take a Gronk. Who wouldn't? 31 other quarterbacks would line up with that. The receivers. This, that, and the third. Bottom line is. He's cooked. Super Bowl days are over. And that's easy for me to say. (laughs) It really is. Because he's what? Year going on 22? So I'm not really standing on the milk crate screaming up and down, jumping for joy. It's pretty obvious. I just don't understand. And if this is a leverage play for Dallas, what are you thinking? If I'm Dak and my agent, I'm laughing. I'm laughing at this shit. You mean to tell me I'm supposed to be threatened by you replacing me with a 43-year-old dude? Or 40-some-odd quarterback? 40-year-old-some-odd quarterback? 43? Maybe 43. Okay. Really? I'm quivering in my boots. We could live in a world where Kirk Cousins could get paid. Kirk Cousins. Dak is better than Kirk Cousins. 
Now, I do believe this is smoke and mirrors. I can't. I, like you said, if, if Jerry was making all the moves, I don't know, man. But I believe in Stephen Jones, though. So I, I don't I don't think this is serious. Definitely something to just be like, well, damn. What, what are we trying to do here? And I also think Mike McCarthy, even though he might not be the best coach in the NFL, I don't think there's any way after him sitting through the prime of Aaron Rodgers, knowing what that looks like, and looking at that and being like, you know what, yeah, let's bring on the 43-year-old dude who just doesn't look like he has it anymore. I just can't see him doing that. I can't see him being like, that's my guy, that's who I want. I could see them drafting a quarterback and moving on from Dak, but come on now. There's, there can't be any way that they So you trade them. Dak, draft a quarterback, and you sign Tom Brady. This leads me to believe, and I'm going to be the first to say it, I don't think Mike McCarthy's all in on Dak. I understand what the reports are coming out. It's all glowing. It's all rose petals and ice cream cones and dandelions and candy. It's all of that. All of that right now. But this coming out, you could say it's a leverage play for negotiation, but at this point... Y'all have been negotiating for this long, and you're doing this type of stuff publicly now? I just find that extremely odd to do at this point. You've been in intense negotiations. Why have something like this even leak? I think that there's a lot. The thing is, is Dallas might seem like they're showing their hand, but they really aren't. And that's why I agree with you. I think it's all smoke and mirrors. Because here's what I'm looking at. First off, there's potential suitors out there for Dak Prescott. He would get scooped up in a heartbeat. The Colts, the Buccaneers, who else? The Chargers. I mean, there's there's a handful of teams that would want his services. The Steelers. There's a lot of teams that would want to take on Dak Prescott. So, I don't know. If I, if I were Dallas and my goal is to move on from Dak Prescott, I would go to a team like Tampa Bay, a team that definitely has the cap space for it, especially if they let Jameis walk. No, Florida State slander. Don't smack me. No, I mean, that, <laughs> I'm I just mean those, that, those are the breaks right now. That's what I'm saying. So I could see them trading him for second, third round pick, maybe second and a fourth, getting him in there. And having an elite offense, the only thing that they really need at this point is a running game. They just need a solid, steady running back. And they could definitely get that in the draft, even if they, say, move on from a second, even a first-round pick. They he could just hypothetically traded Prescott to the Bucks. I, Crazy, but I love it, though. You know, because the thing, I, I'll say this now, I saw, we weren't going to talk about this, but this I didn't even mean to segue into it this way. I saw a thing that talked about Matt Stafford being traded to the Buccaneers. So now, with that avenue opening, I'm just thinking of all these hypothetical deals. That, yeah, uh, like quarterbacks that could go to deal. the Bucks. Yeah, because it's like as soon as you think that the quarterback, plat, like the quarterback situations, the NFL plateau, it's like boom. The next thing you know, you're all over the place with all these different fucking things that are happening. Who's gonna draft Tua? Who's gonna draft Burrow? Who's gonna trade up to get the first overall pick to draft Burrow? Are the Dolphins gonna just trade up for the first overall pick? Are they going to trade up to two overall to get? It's just crazy, and it's fun, but it's 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 hypotheticals are fun this time of year because we have nothing else to talk about. But yeah, I'm definitely talking Tampa Bay Buccaneers hypothetical trades, and it's just crazy to think too. 
going back a little bit to the Dak and Tom Brady, I ain't even going to call it smoke. Just, just words at this point. Just word salad, period. New England had the 10th ranked offensive line unit by Pro Football Focus. And look at, look at how Tom Brady looked behind that. Dallas had the 4th ranked. Let's not pretend like he wouldn't look at least a little bit better behind Dallas's line, but that arm just doesn't does it looks like an like a dad in the backyard throwing with his kids is what and that's what he should be at this point. You're 43, so that would be one of the loan situations. No pun intended with the loan, but that would be one of the loan situations that I see working out for Tom Brady outside of New England. I don't think Vegas would be. That would be an ugly end to that career. It would be an ugly end to that career. So that would not be the move. But if I'm Dallas, I'm sticking with Dak. I don't know. Unless I can trade him. And then I, McCarthy can get his own quarterback to start his franchise with. But let's be honest. This quarterback class, outside of the three guys that I think are starter quality, it's kind of, it's kind of a crapshoot. And all of those guys are expected to be gone in the top ten. So you're going to have to pay a hefty price to get into that that area of drafting. But it's all hypotheticals at this point, right? Hey, man, fun discussion. Fun discussion to have. But the Super Bowl happened last Sunday, if I'm not mistaken, right? The Chiefs beat the 49ers. I just want to know... Why are 49ers fans still whining about missed calls? Shut the hell up. Didn't your team give up 21 points in eight minutes? Didn't your quarterback choke and just lose it in the second half? Move on. Emmanuel Sanders splits a double team. Jimmy Ozer overthrows him. He threw it in the second row. Shut the hell up and get over it. Busted coverage. Tyreek Hill, 44-yard bomb. Oh, and your top D-back, by the way, Richard Sherman. When targeted, six catches, 77 yards, a TD. Mahomes had a perfect passer rating. When targeting, Richard Sherman. Your team lost. They blew it. Get the hell over it. And don't talk about missed calls either because you know that you guys got away with one of the most blatant false starts that the ref was fucking looking at and didn't throw a flag. Get over it, man. Please, we're all sick of hearing about it. But it's holding calls, though, that you can argue that you could call holding damn near every play. There was a flag thrown before a play even started. It's it's mind-blowing to me. It's just a whole bunch of excuses. Y'all folded under pressure. Your offense only mustered 20 points. 20 against the Chiefs, who we watched this past postseason, come back from 24 down. Everybody collectively shit the bed. Let's just stop with the missed calls. But I'm done. Ran over. A team like Kansas City, you can't just have your foot down on their throat and think it's over. You got to crush them. You got to put them down 30. Because with that dude and that offense and all the weapons that he has, he's going to be able to make a comeback no matter what the score is. You got to beat that guy into the ground. And they didn't do it. We off that. But Baker Mayfield. Some curious things, some uh things uh 
that then got put in the atmosphere that allegedly a young lady doing some Monica little toppy toppy shall we say Lewinsky s things <laughs> in the back of a vehicle oh wait and it wasn't his wife yikes now these things are all allegedly yeah, we're not not we're to not make light pointing fingers but damn it I'm here to get these jokes off what was you thinking man why didn't you have two phones what are you doing if you moving out here like this, man, you got to have a trap phone that you could toss away. No digits, no numbers, there's none listed. How you moving in this way? Then you block the girl, call her a clout chaser. She says she got the tea, she about to start dropping pics and vids. Damn, I thought you had it rough. It, it, you just can't seem to get off the damn way. 21 turnovers. Baker Manziel. Man. This is crazy. Just imagine being a Cleveland fan. Then Just you, imagine. Then you got people calling the girl a three. <laughs> All kinds of just savageness going on. And it ain't shit. Now, this is all allegedly. We, mm. we clearly want to add that. Again, allegedly. Man, talk about a turn of events. Listen, we get it. Cleveland fans, we get it. Your quarterback acting a fool off the field. The only difference is ours put up numbers and performed on the field. So I can't relate to you in that way. But I get the embarrassment. I'd be feeling it right now too. But damn, man. Y'all thought you had the one. Turns out he's just another one. Sucks. But hey, man, shout out to Oklahoma. They at least know how to put out good college quarterbacks. We'll see what Kyler's got, but I don't think Jalen Hurts is going to make a big splash. But Baker, man, you had the you had the world at your fingertips. Now, man, you are going to be cleaning the stadiums up. That is going to be your job, fool. It's like, oh, nah, man, let's not. Let's... A couple more 23 pick seasons, yeah, but... He said a couple more 23 pick nah, seasons. No, man, you, you definitely well, I agree. I, yo, you gotta move with you gotta move a little smoother, bro. Oh, like you said, man. if that's gonna be your life, that's what you're gonna do. Yeah, you I mean, gotta more move power out to you. Man, you gotta move out here but like hey. you committing a crime for real. Because really, you are. You are a married man. I'm not here to judge. Yeah, hey, man, do you. But, but hey. you gotta move like you in the trap. Ain't none of my business. She got direct line to you. She posting Snapchat videos. Man. Mm-mm-mm. When are people gonna learn in this in this era, man? Probably never. Once it's on the internet. It's there forever, baby. Yeah, no matter if you delete it. That's the wildest that's the wildest shit about this thing called the internet. Now, we got Paul Logan, AB, possibly squaring up in a boxing ring. AB just got washed on the track. He got fucking washed. Devastating fashion. On the track. By 
a little well, I shouldn't say a little because he is he's he's like twenty four, but the, by some some hick ass Ohio bred little blonde white boy just washed him on the track. You better watch your mouth for MGK come get you. Listen, he ain't from listen, he ain't from Cleveland. He's from like the middle, literally the middle of nowhere, Ohio, bro. Like A B, you just you let this happen. If you would have just signed that contract when they presented it to you, you probably could have saved face. His track, all facts. Yeah, even if he didn't write it, bro, it's better than a whole lot of money. Trash. So here's what you gotta do. You gotta just sign that contract, and you gotta hope that you don't go in there and then get beat up by this dude, which that might happen. That might be the way this goes. So now I'm invested in it. Now that there's this is just some this is just crazy shit that you would think you'd see in like a 2008 like teen movie, like some National Lampoon shit. Like this is not like real life. This is literally celebrities. Going at each other in rap battles, and now they're gonna box? Are you kidding me? And he gonna get washed there too. Paul Logan will wash him. Logan Paul, but yeah, he'll Is beat it? his ass. See, that's how familiar I am, people. I'm putting a man's name. Listen, backwards. there's two of them, so it could work because there's he has a brother, Jake. So you could say Paul, comma, Logan. So it works like that too. But yo, he's boxed twice, twice professionally. I understand it was against another YouTuber. But dude's been training for boxing for like over two years. Like AB, and he's he's big as hell. He's way taller than him. He's like 6'2". He's going to beat the shit out of him. He's just going to keep embarrassing him. And I most certainly would... I, I would pay just to watch that. Yeah. I'd I, like I would pay bucks. to see the fight. Uh, I ain't going to put a number on it. I'll throw like 10, 20 at it, Max. Or like a, a, I'd buy UFC pay-per-views. I can't imagine it would be more than that. And they're like 60. But I could get someone to split that with me. I'm not saying I would... If it was like Mayweather-McGregor, 100 bucks, I'm not even going to try and split that with someone. I'm going to find a way to watch it, but I ain't going to pay for it. But that one track is definitely better than, like, I think the six AB's putting out. And the funniest thing is, is AB has 978,000 views on a whole lot of money over a month. Logan Paul got 3.3 million in one day, which just shows you that how much of a joke that, like... AB's rap career is, is no one even wants to waste their time on going to listen to a whole lot of money. Now, I understand Logan Paul has a much wider YouTube reach. He's one of the biggest stars AB's on getting a Grammy. What you talking about? He'd be the first person to go from all pro to a mental institution to a Grammy in one year. Have any other NFL players ever won a Grammy? I bet with Tony, yeah, with Tell Terry us Bradshaw. how you really feel. Jeez. <laughs> It's the truth, though. He would go from all pro to a mental institution, which he was in, to winning a Grammy. No one would have ever has ever done that. And then he's going to end up back on the Steelers. Two and a half million over one year. little redemption deal. And they're going to bring Lev Bell back, and they're going to make a run with the killer bees and the killer defense. <laughs> and that's the Disney movie Pat just made the fuck up in this We game. all would want to see it. But, I wouldn't mind seeing it. I, I didn't say I wouldn't, but it still sounds cheesy as hell, though. They ain't going to win shit. They couldn't win shit before. You, well, the defense was terrible. Now they got a whole lot of money. And life's a gamble. I think AB does. 
Ben just need to drop a country album to make this thing complete. Him and Terry Bradshaw can have a duet album. <laughs> then Peyton Manning and Brad Paisley can drop one. Those commercials are so fucking corny. I hate NFL player Big commercials. Sauce. Especially the Baker ones, but I have a feeling we're we'll gonna be seeing a lot less of those next year. Yeah, I'm safe to say that should be the case. We got NBA All Star Weekend, three point contest, Rising Stars game, celebrity game, and Giannis three point contest. LeBron. Team Giannis, Team LeBron. Team Giannis is weak. Yo, that's my guy. We all know that, but that team is weak. They're not weak. He did it on purpose because he likes to ball out in all-star games. He likes to go hard. Remember that one first year he was in it and he was just out there, boom, people were like, what the fuck? Like, what is this dude, serious? They had to change the rules of the all-star game to make it more appealing for the players to compete a little harder because oh. this dude was just going out there. R.I.P. with the Sean Taylor type effort yeah. in the all-star game. He's just going off and it just doesn't make any sense. You're like, what? What is this? When he cracked that punter, that, that that was the equivalent of him cramming on Steph Curry. It's like, what? Why did that dude just do that other than to show out? So, um, hopefully that's the whole reason. He I'm pulling for White, Pat Connaughton. Is that how you say his last name? Pat Connaughton. Yeah. Pat Connaughton, dunk contest champ. You heard it here first. I hope that's a – I know that got to be a prop bet. I know that has to Here's be. Here's the thing, I'm bro. taking Pat White men can jump, damn it. Here's the thing, bro. I'm a Bucks fan. I'm not and I'm not a, a bandwagon fan either. I'll pull up a post. I'll make it the damn podcast cover. Me saying fear the deer in 2014 or 15. I've been a fan for a while. We know you're a buck in a Giannis stand. So it's I okay. watch them quite often, as you can imagine. I have never seen Pat Connaughton dunk one-handed. I don't think I've ever seen him dunk one-handed. It's always two-handed. So he's going to have to have to come up with some pretty nasty shit to do with two hands. Because I'm rooting for him. I just don't see it happening. I'm just being real with you. I'm going to watch it. But if he's going against Aaron Gordon, who's a monster at dunking, Dwight Howard, who's granted he's a little older, but he still, he still looks pretty good. And I'll be honest, I don't really know much about Derrick Jones Jr., but he sounds he like someone who can, no, he be he sounds like someone who can fucking dunk. You will get that sounds like a dunker's dunk. name, bro. No, he will definitely yam on you. But I'm going with Pat. Damn it, that's who's going to win this thing. Yeah, I have a feeling that the judges are going to be like, you know, they they're going to want to see little Patty, little Patty from Notre Dame do his thing. Patty C from deep from three. Ranking on these fools. That would be so funny. I don't know what I would do. I would love it. It's too bad it's not fan vote. Although I said I've never seen him dunk one-handed, and they got a picture of him dunking one-handed. So maybe he has. Like I said, most of the time I, I see him coming in there with two, so that should be funny. What I'm excited to watch, though, personally, is the All-Star game because they're going to be – Wearing the jerseys to honor Kobe and Gianna, which is pretty cool. Although, I'm only saying that because I'm stalling to get my time to look at the three-point contest and see who's in it this year. Ooh. Trey Young's going to win it. That's my Trae pick Young, right now. Dame. Or Joe Harris. Dame time. I'm going with Dame. 
Yeah, if he keeps it going the way he is. Zach Levine. He's pretty good at shooting threes, too. I think he could be a dark horse. Would he be the first person to ever win the slam dunk contest and the three-point shootout? I'm not sure. I would definitely look that I'll be out. rooting for him if that's the case. But I, th I like Trey Young, bro. I think Trey's going to ball out. The Rising Stars game should be good. You got Wendell Carter from the Bulls, Miles Bridges from the Hornets, Devontae Graham, Tyler Hero, Jaron Jackson Jr., Ja Morant, Ja. Fucking love Ja. Kendrick Nunn from the Heat, Eric Pascal from Golden State, PJ Washington, Charlotte, Zion Williamson, New Orleans, and Trey Young. That's the U.S. roster. World, R.J. Barrett, DeAndre Ayton, Luca, Shea Gillis Alexander, Alexander, excuse me, Rue Achimura. Man, that's S fucked up that they're letting Luca play in that game, bro. Mahalik. Oh, I, I probably butchered that. that. Josh Oki. Um, and oh, Mo Wagner. Mo Wagner, Nikhil Alexander Walker. They're gonna get. They're probably gonna get clapped. Who the world team? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Let watch Luca go out there. Some and just folks go are off. upset. Zion's even playing, giving him just coming back. All of that, man. Put him out there. He's the number one overall pick. Yeah, man. Would you be mad if LeBron in two thousand and three was in this was in this game after being hurt the whole season? No, you wouldn't. Shut the hell up. No, awesome, exactly. You want to see Zion? The world wants to see Zion. Here's my here's my what's gonna happen. Trey, and this is crazy that they're letting all stars play in this. I think if you're an all star, you shouldn't be allowed to play in this game because you're obviously on another level. That's ridiculous. So they've got Trey Young. Who's going to ball out? Zion, who's probably just going to cram on people. John Morant, who's just going to cram on people and shoot threes in their face. Tyler Her Harrow, Harrow, how do you say that? Hero. Hero. That dude's balling. They're going to just shit on them. I don't know who half the dudes on this. On the, I know who DeAndre Ayton, RJ Barrett, SGA, Luka sure. Doncic. Yeah, I don't know how to say his name, but I know who he is too. And Mo Wagner, that's it. I know pretty much the entire U.S. roster. So, that's going to be fun to watch because it's just going to be them shitting on them. I'll Everybody's going to complain about the game or yeah, the lack of competitiveness. Do. Maybe this year will be different. Maybe. Maybe they're going to play of. hard. Yeah. So, it'll be interesting to see. I'm Team's definitely looking at the back half of the season as well. Looking toward... Even after the trade deadline, I still think the usual suspects will end up getting out of each conference or going to the conference finals. I don't think anything like that changed. But the celebrity game with Stephen A. and Will Bond. Man, how are they going to put two WNBA players in there, bro? They're gonna, them two girls are going to dominate. They're going to make all them dudes look stupid. Who's on that Quavo roster? Quavo might be able to actually do something. Who's on that roster? Stephen A.? Yeah, who's on Chance the Rapper is the captain. He's got Quavo, his brother Taylor Bennett, LaRoyce Hawkins, Anthony Spice Adams, Mark Lazary, shout out, co-owner of the Bucks, Ronnie 2K, Caitlin Ohashi, she's that girl who did that thing from Stanford or whatever. <laughs> well, that wasn't very descriptive. Lil Ray no, Howery. That was definitely an F. Asia Wilson. Shout out Asia Wilson. South Carolina Gamecocks, baby. She's a beast anyway. Darius Miles. 
right, Darius yeah. getting some work. And then they got Quentin Richardson as the NBA legend on Team Wilbon. Commons the captain. Bad Bunny. I don't know who the hell that is. Hannibal Burris. How am I going to put Hannibal out there? Hannibal can't ball. Hannibal MVP. Kane Brown. John Batiste. Alex Moffat, Moffat, I don't know how you say that. Chef Jose Andreas, Famous Los, Jadena, Chelsea Gray, and Quentin Richardson. Yo. Get Michael out there, man. Get MJ out there, NBA legend. That would be crazy. He'd be balling on everybody still. If he came out there, like in a tracksuit with the breakaway joints on... He came out there and said, oh, Michael's here. He was like, no, nah, fuck that. Let's go. Damn, so Check imagine if they would have done, if Kobe could have been one against MJ. Kobe, if Kobe was still alive now and they did that, that motherfucker's only 40, was 41 years old. See, that would turn into a game on yeah, one-on-one. Yeah, them two might get the hands. You just going to dump the hoop rock to either one of them and just let them go to work. Well, Kobe, Everybody clear still, out. If Kobe was still in good health, when he retired, he still could have been playing till, he, unfortunately, he passed at age of 41. He still could have been playing in the physical shape I think he was in. So that wouldn't have been fair. He'd have been out there balling. And Michael, I don't know how old Michael is now. Probably, what, 50, 55, 56? I still wouldn't want to see him. That's the GOAT still. Him and LeBron are the two GOATs. And Kobe. Then I'd, I wouldn't want to see... Any of them at any point of their careers or post-career. That would have been something to see. You know, those two just It's still so same. hard to not refer to Kobe as like he's still here. So many times I've had to catch myself talking about him saying is. Because, man, that's just crazy. Yeah, man. Uh, but, yeah, man. We'll move on. Back to All-Star Weekend. I'm ready for it. I'm ready to see what Patty C does. You got me hyped now, son! In the skills competition. That should be fun. No, I'm not sure. We could check the participants on the skills position. You got me hyped now, son. Look, I've been been on it. I'm ready for it. Let me see. I got it pulled up here. I'm not looking forward to that that All-Star or that celebrity game. That shit's probably going to be weak. Bam Adebayo. Yeah, Adebayo. Patrick Beverly. Spencer Didwitty. Cash Middleton. D. Rose. Demonis Sabonis. I don't know if that's how you say his first name. Pascal Siakam. Jason Tatum. And Shai. I'm going to try it. Shao. Shai. Gilgeous Alexander. Is that right? Shea Gillis Alexander. Let me Shea, see. I don't know how the hell SGA, man. SGA. Yeah, man. Shea That's Gillis wrong. Alexander. Guess on Gillis. That's Gillis. I don't know. That might be a silent G. But no, man. It is, clown. Oh. D. Rose is being replaced by SGA. He ain't doing it because he's injured. Surprise, surprise. I was going to say he would have been the emotional hometown kid favorite to win that. But my pick to win that, and I'm just going to. I'll take Jason Tatum. No, I'm going Dark Horse. I'm going Spencer Dinwiddie. Ooh, 
I like it. He's been balling. But I'm going to stick with uh, Jason Tatum on that one. Although I'll be pulling for my boy Cash. K-Mid, baby. Double twos. All-star, baby. Back-to-back. Ain't nothing. 20 points per game. Second round out of Texas A&M. Doubted. Ain't doubted no more. Alright, enough of your rant with the Bucks stand shit. Sabonis ain't gonna win that. He's too damn big. He ain't got handles like that. Don't sleep on the handles. Patrick Beverly ain't winning it either. Clown. Little dude. But I'm looking forward to it. I guess I'll make my picks now. For certain, I'm picking Spencer Dinwiddie. And the skills. I'm sticking with Trey Young in the three-point contest. And damn it, I'm picking Patty C. See, that's what I'm talking about. Patty C all the way. Come on, man. You got anything else to lay on him? No. Um, once again, check us out on SoundCloud, Apple Podcasts. Come any other platform soon. New name coming. New things coming. Appreciate all the combined listen. Appreciate any kind of feedback whatsoever. That's about it for me, man. Everybody else, have a good week. All of that kind of shit. Pitchers and catchers reported, baby. Spring's coming. Ain't nothing to look forward to in this city, but here we go. Peace.